0: Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN and then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Just in time for summer, the SGPN Store has a new line of mesh shorts. Use the promo code SHORTSSTORE.Sportsgamblingpodcast.com for 10% off. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTB brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And as always, it's all good, baby baby. Oh, it was all a dream. We used to read Blood Horse Magazine. I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the wolf of Oakland, welcome to the show. Uh, I guess third installment for the week. Uh, we got a got a few nice stakes races to check out at Belmont, and uh, what better way to get in to Belmont than a Naira lifer joining us? Uh, you might know her from this show. You might or know her from anything Matthew Desantis does. You might know her from talking horses on YouTube or America's Day at the Races at Fox Sports making her millionth return visit, Miss Sarah L. Bodway. What's up, Sarah?
1: I can't believe you let me be on for the uh, anniversary episode, and I I feel so privileged to be chosen over Matthew, but I feel like you just talked to him recently, so gotta have some variety going on, and one day we'll have the three of us handicap some races together, but until then, always excited to be on with you, and I appreciate you having me back for uh, over and over and over again the millionth time or so.
0: Well, so two pits bits of of pod housekeeping here. One, uh so this is this is actually episode 101. So you got 101, Matthew got 99. I did 100. Uh I can just how I came into this world just naked and alone. Um thank God it's a pod is all I have to say for uh for the people out there. Uh those video clips will be available for sale on OnlyFans. Um yeah. Other bit of housekeeping. Uh, don't forget, we've got a giveaway going, folks. I am giving away a canvas print of my one and only fallen Bob oil painting. Listen, I had it commissioned; it's never been put on canvas. What do you have to do to win it? To see this like beautiful artistic rendition of authentic, just wrecking W R E K wrecking Bob Baffert in the uh, Kentucky Derby winner circle. It should be hanging in the Louvre. But I'm going to give it to you. All you have to do, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. uh, And I'm going to draw the winners Saturday, June 10th. What happens to be? What what do you think of Saturday, June 10th, Sarah?
1: Oh, just just another week in June. Nothing, nothing special going on.
0: Nothing big. (laughs) No reason I tied it to that date. We're going to be drawing a winner on Dolmont Saturday. If all you have to do, leave a review, folks. It helps me out and you could win this badass painting. All right. Let's get into it. We're going to be talking about Saturday's Belmont card. Specifically, their three graded stakes races. Uh, I mean, I've got the Naira Lifer with me. Uh, I'd be interested to hear your your take on uh, what we've seen so far on Thursday and Friday.
1: Tracks have played pretty fairly so far. It's nice that we've been able to get back and have all of the scheduled grass races on the turf. It's been really nice out the past couple of days. Uh, actually made it a point to go outside because I don't really do a ton of that throughout the day at work. There's a lot of uh, inside activity, but it's been really nice weather. No rain in sight. So, uh, a nice change for New York racing in general to not have anything be off the turf or have any sloppy, sealed racetracks going on. So, uh, it's nice. It feels like kind of a, an exciting buildup towards the eventual Belmont Stakes Day that's coming up on that June 10th, as you mentioned. And it seems like we have some better quality racing going forwards, too. So, uh, I'm excited. It's our first grade one going on of the meet and uh yeah it looks like a good weekend so far i know everybody's in kind of that lull between uh between triple crown events but this looks like a good weekend
0: this is the meteorological low that my life has has hit which is uh i've told this anecdote on the pod before um if you don't like that you're gonna hear it again leave a review all right so Someone was asking me how my Oaklawn meet was going, Sarah, and I just happened to be handicapping at the at the time. And I sent them a screenshot and it was like one horse, like seven straight races at Oaklawn, all of them on muddy or sloppy tracks. Amazing that I have to go to Elmont, New York to get my dry racing. Uh, I, I I love it. I don't know how to handle dry tracks anymore, but uh, I love it.
1: It's a rarity for us, too. So I think we're all kind of excited to have uh, actual, you know, fast and firm courses.
0: Well, we're going to be talking about this Saturday, the Belmont Saturday card. That's the 13th of May, Year of Our Lord 2023. It includes the Grade 1 Man of War, the Grade 3 Peter Pan Stakes, the Grade 3 Run Happy Stakes. First post is going to be at 1 Eastern, 12 God's Time. Uh, Since we're going to be looking at the Man of War, uh, post time for that is going to be 3.07 Eastern, 2.07 God's Time. That is race 5 let's go ahead. Let's jump on into the man of war. 11 furlongs, $600,000 grade one, like you mentioned, and it's on the inner turf. Remember, folks, remember your track layouts. These turf courses play different. Uh, Like every marathon turf stakes for me, it looks like Channel Maker is the lone early speed. What did you make of this uh, pace setup and what did you make of this race?
1: Yeah, and he had a challenger on the front end last time in the Elkhorn when Tis the Bomb decided to go on a uh, suicide mission, no pun intended, there for him and and was fading in the later stages of that race. And you don't often see a horse be faster than Channel Maker and him having to rate like that early through some very legitimate fractions and end up getting fourth in there. So I think that the pace is more to him in this race i think he finds himself alone on the lead where he likes to do his best running and i don't think that he's quite as good as he used to be but he certainly still is in decent form and, and keeps running solid races so i think he has a lot of things in his favor in this race
0: you know i, I coming back to to new york racing I, I need to get back into the the frame of mind of uh, no one's going to challenge someone on the lead on an a ira turf race with that being said uh about last september is when i quit banging my fucking head against the wall trying to beat charlie appleby that ship over for big stakes races in america there was a day where i took two major l's from charlie appleby horses one at woodbine one at backwooduct within 2 minutes of each other like they went fight all 2 minutes of each other i decided i'm not going to do it again uh i you know i'm going to lean into the the appleby detory combo with uh warren point his shipper who uh looks like every bit of a charlie appleby shipper here um admittedly i haven't done too much research in the horse i'm literally just going on brand alone here what do you, what do you think of warren point
1: Yeah, he seems like the best in this race, and you could bet him simply off the connections, but he also really uh, legitimately does look like the best horse in this race because he has some solid form over in Europe. And last September at Newberry, he actually ran third in the Dubai Duty Free Handicap Stakes, and we recently saw the second place finisher of that race, Ottoman Fleet. In the grade two fort marcy here at belmont last weekend also just happened to be for charlie appleby and godolphin so he comes into this race with a work over the course as well i like that he's been able to feel for how this turf course feels for him and i think that you know, he also has plenty of left-hand turn experience and success that's something i really look for in horses that are coming over from europe as well as other countries into the u.s because they race in other directions or on straightaways over there while we only race left-handed and that can be a a different way of moving a horse's body. Different muscles are being used on different sides of their body. So I like that he at least has the foundation and ability to handle those left-hand turns and he's never been off the board in his eight-race career and he's just a likely single for me and many others and and as you've said as well. So I'm not really trying to get around him either. I do think that he is just better than the other horses he's going to be facing in this field.
0: All right. Uh, I think we both agree. So I have a feeling we're we're both going to try to attack this kind of the same way. I, I, the way I'm going to be betting the Man of War stakes, uh, I'm going to be keying Warren Point in first. And then I'm using three horses that I like, uh, you know, to, to get a piece underneath. And that's going to be the one Red Knight, uh, the two uh, Channel Maker and the six Soldier Rising who has just grind out for show written all over him.
1: I like it. Well, I'm also attacking this with a trifecta, and we agree on the first spot. But the three horses that I'm going to use underneath um, include Channel Maker. But I'm also going to throw in Strong Tide and Value Engineering, the number seven and eight horses. Try to get some more value underneath because I think Channel Maker is going to be in front. And he is certainly capable of holding on for a piece of this. But Strong Tide is the longest shot on the board. He actually has some races that could possibly fit with these and he's a horse that has run well on both turf and dirt. And his last race on the turf, he was actually third at 13 to one in a two mile race, the grade two Belmont Gold Cup behind a decent horse in Loft as well as British Royalty. He has plenty of marathon distance races. And if you really go back in time, he's actually run pretty competitively versus Red Knight, another good horse like Spooky Channel. And I think that he's going to be a horse that sits more in that second flight mid-pack kind of range, whereas other horses at shorter prices like Red Knight and Verstappen, they're more of the deep closers. And Verstappen's one that has been more tactical in the past, but that was also kind of on synthetic, going a little bit shorter. And he was closer to the the later, the back of the pack with Red Knight last time in the Elkhorn because there was a little more pace on. So If they saw that be successful last time and him get the win, they might try that again. And I just don't think they're going to get the same pace set up. So he's one that can be a little bit more closer to the non-pace that I foresee in this race. And then value engineering, he didn't run at all last time, to be frank. But now you're going to find out if there was an excuse for that at 12 to 1. And he's one that doesn't need to all the way back of the pack either. So I'm going to try to use those two along with Channel Maker underneath.
0: Alright, so we both agree that uh, Warren Point has got a bright future. So bright that he might want to consider Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Listen, we've got you covered from the playa, that's the beach, into the mountains with snow goggles. got durable frames. Who knows? Maybe you'll hit a tree while you're skiing and your Shady Rays will save your life. Plus lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us that we'll send you a brand new pair, no question asked, wear your Shady Rays with confidence, because they have your back long after your purchase, and for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom, go to shadyradies.com and use code SGPN for 50% off, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses, take your receipts to course worst slash Shady for your chance to win $500 Shady May contest, and if you haven't noticed yet, we got our SGPN Mesh basketball shorts in, Listen, I don't know if you're like me, but what I love to do is absolutely nothing in basketball shorts. So, pick those up and lounge with me. All right. Sarah is my first victim of, of live ad reads. How how'd that feel? Did you feel compelled to maybe buy some Shady Rays?
1: I, I was enjoying the music that went along with it. I was like, oh, this is a nice, chill vibe for uh, for whatever you're trying to sell me. I like it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I like to come out of the gate with a real lo-fi vibe. Um, You know who's going to come out of the gate with a high-five vibe? It's going to be the winner of the Peter Pan Stakes, the grade three, nine furlong, 200,000 Peter Pan Stakes. Whoever wins this race will have their trip to the Belmont furnished.
1: Courtesy of Peter Pan Bus Line. (laughs) And this field might need uh, one of those buses to help them get to the winner's circle because this is not the strongest rendition. A little bit... yeah, it's, it's, it's lacking. Um, I'm not in love with the favorite in here, the number nine, Bishop's Bay. I, I don't know that this horse really wants to go a route of ground, having that regression from the sprint win to the routing win last time out. And I'm just not sure that this one is uh, all of what an eight to five favorite should be. Are you, are you sold on him? Are you trying to look elsewhere? What are your thoughts?
0: Listen, I, I understand the Bishop's I'm Bay. But um, I, I'm very much against Bishop's Bay, and I, I like that that play. Uh, I think that right now, what I'm seeing on the Belmont main track, and I'm still doing my trip notes from the last two days since I've been focused in on Belmont, but it seems like really deep closers can't quite do it. So I'm already going to be tossing those horses out. Uh, I think the two Brad Cox horses have the right run style to kind of win this race. And I think that you have to go to the the other Brad Cox, the two Slip Mahoney. Um, I think this horse is going to be under bet, undervalued. And it's because if you look more closely at the two stretch out races uh, that they just had, you had trouble and you had an off track performance. And before that, that horse was. Just kind of stair stepping up in in you know what it was able to output in each race until it hit the, those two races where it had legitimate excuses. I think a lot of people are going to look at that and they're going to say that Slip Mahomme can't handle the distance because it started happening at one mile and then again at a, I think a mile and a sixteenth or a mile and an eighth. I think that this horse. Definitely has it in the blood. I think you got arrogant on the top line. You're going to have a tap at mayor. This horse should be able to run for days. So I'm not concerned about the nine furlong uh, pace. I, I'm in on, on slip Mahomi here. Cause I, I think that this is just kind of a, a monster with dirtied up form.
1: And I would prefer him. over I think I agree with you in that sense of things, but I actually found a really interesting stat for Brad Cox and it might mean absolutely nothing, but it might mean something And I think we think of his runners in graded stakes races at the Naira circuit as being extremely live in whatever spot they're in, but actually over the past five years in graded stakes at Belmont specifically with males only, he's two for 15, 13% with a 97 cent ROI. And those two were Essential qualities Belmont win in 2021, as well as a race that ARCLO won in 2019. Now he's a little bit better with the Phillies and mares in graded stakes races at belmont but i was just like oh only two for 15 over the past five years for a trainer that we think of as extremely live in all of the graded stakes races he puts his horses in and he has the eight to five favorite as well as a horse that's likely to be the second or third choice in here as well so this is not the best field we've ever seen for the peter pan and i think both of them are capable a slip mahoney i'm liking a bit more just like you are but at that uh it, it was a little pause for me to think oh okay he's not quite as live as we think that he is
0: so the the way that I'm going to play it I'm gonna go with with slip Mahomey to win I I do think that I get a better price on that four to one if it comes up shorter than that four to one a three to one five to two I'm maybe not quite as enthused about it I, I do feel like I want some value for that dirtied up form that I'm that I'm getting um and then I'm gonna Key the horse on top in an exactus. So it's going to be two, and I'm going to put it over the one Arcangelo uh, for uh, Gina Antonucci. Uh, because the horse has run really well off the pace. It's progressed each time that it's, uh, that it's uh, you know, each time that it's uh, uh, t- taken on more distance. Um, this was actually the horse I was talking about. Airgate on the top line. Tap it on the bottom out of uh, Modeling, uh, who's two for two with her offspring to make the gate winning. Um, Slip Mahoney is the air gate on the top line, AP Indy on the bottom line. So half a dozen of one, six of the other, pretty much. Um, Yeah, that's my play. I'm going one point over Archangelo, Slip Mahoney, and the eight. Henry Q for Doug O'Neill, uh, who I think will be stay pretty close to the pace, might actually be out to the front, but I think uh, it's probably Slip Mahoney that wins this one.
1: All right, well, I'm taking a little bit of a crazy horse in here with the number seven, Asmodeus, or Asmodeus, um, which is how I prefer to say it, but I think it is Asmodeus, because this is a horse that I do think is likely to be in front in this race. And while I don't necessarily feel as though the 93 buyer two back is totally indicative of this horse's true ability, I think we're seeing it lie somewhere in the middle in terms of that race and the figure that he got last time over a track with a little bit of moisture in it while still getting the win. They put the blinkers on last time for a horse that had already shown a lot of early speed. And he was actually able to relax off of another horse to the inside, cross over to the outside and make a run past him to get the win in that spot. And the horse that he had faced when finishing second to back um, register is actually not a terrible horse. He came back and ran. Okay. Um, And then, I also just think that this is a barn that has been on absolute fire lately with pretty much every horse they're sending out, not only at Belmont, but at Churchill as well. And has had success bringing a lot of horses from Turfway to the spring meets at other locations and i'm just taking a little bit of a flyer on him with hoping that he's going to be in front of this field which i think he will be and that he might get a you know a little bit of a breather on the front end going this further distance as well and i just don't really love anyone in here i'm not sold on the horse from the Fletcher barn in Classic Catch or in Gold Soldier Go, who's coming over to the U.S. for the first time. I don't really like either horse from the Brad Cox barn, and so I'm left with a horse like Archangelo that is progressively improving on the inside, a horse like Summer Cause that has shown some ability and has gone this distance before, and then Henry Q, I'm not really sure what to do with, so for me, I'm going to do a straight 2-7 double from the Man War into here and bet Osmodius to win.
0: Nice. I'll, for the Man of War, Peter Pan double here, I'm going to take the single of Warren Point. And then I'm going to use, I'm going to throw a couple horses at it, give myself some a little bit of coverage here uh, with the win bet on Slip Mahoney and King, him and an Xacta. So I will use Slip Mahoney, but I'm also going to use the one, Arcangelo, and the eight, Henry Q. All right. You know what's important to handicapping? Being confident. It's also key when it comes to dating yeah. and worthwhile connections. You get told feel your best meeting you, especially if you're by and you get caught that you're meeting someone special who's fit just for you. It's number, it comes to the number one modern matchmaking service it's designed to help you achieve relationship success. Trusted compatibility specialist, Hand Select, successful and a compelling candidate. They screen them for you. They have matchmakers. The committed to finding your match and 80% of your client method purchase in the first 12 matches. And right now, Talkify is offering our listeners of to 20% off. You can become a client at talkify.com slash S G T N. That's P-A-W-P-I-FY.com slash S G P N to 20% off. when you become a client? Talkify.com slash And I'm sure since it's an app for young people today, you can check the box that says like you're not into like light, light choking or anything because all you all you kids are into light choking these days i hear um yeah, a myth
1: um, um i like that music way better i will say that's, yeah that's fun stuff
0: would you as a youth say it slaps
1: i as a not young enough youth to say that would never say that um i would instead say that it hits
0: okay i like it i like it all right let's talk about Race nine, the six furlong, $175,000 Run Happy Stakes, the grade three. Uh, If you've never heard of Run Happy, you obviously have not. Yeah, you have not watched horse racing on any television ever. Uh, I I think the interesting thing about this race, I I think the story is who can win without Lasix? If you take a look at it from that perspective, you, you see some pretty weak favorites because they've underperformed previously when they leave off Lasix. Um, what'd you think of this race? Was it a, was there a favorite that you were looking to beat? Uh did you take a look at the medications? How'd you attack it?
1: I went from an inside outside perspective in this race, and I'm going to approach it with a box exacta of the number one, as well as the number six that's drafted and Mr. Phil and drafted is one of those older veterans that we're going to see who has run some pretty consistent races, actually won this race last year. And Jose Ortiz has not been on since that race where they won together. And he is also two for two for this rider as well. So I think that you could argue that he was in slightly sharper form going into this race last year, having won the grade three toboggan with a 97 buyer before trying the grade one Carter. Then he put back to back victories together in this race and the Mr. Prospector. I know that he needs some pace to run at, but I think that twisted ride Candyman rocket, and then Mr. Phil will all be interested in the early lead in here. I think that he's going to be a horse that breaks from the inside, but takes back a little bit and likely goes around horses. And so I want to take a horse that I think will be in a really good stocking position off the top two in Mr. Phil to the outside, as he is the outside speed, as well as a horse that I think is the better closer and also has been consistent in races like this with this rider aboard. So those are the two that I wanted in this field. So
0: I really leaned into the Lasix thing. And based off that, I, I thought that the, you had to use one of three horses. Was the first one being Shint. Uh, the other one being the three twisted ride. Now this one is never won without Lasix, run without Lasix. So you're betting the unknown. You have to insist on price. You have to hope that that price floats above nine to two. And uh, the four Candyman Rocket uh, at seven to two is a multiple race winner without Lasix. The way I worked down to who I was going to go after, uh, Drafted was a pass for me because I don't think that the main track will close from as far back as he likes to come from. And Candyman Rocket is a pass. Because I, I think this looks like the the most promising horse without Lasix, but the horse threw a clunker last out at, at uh, Oaklawn, and traditionally the horse regresses in the second start off the layoff. So that puts me on Twisted Dixie. It's going to be a win bet once again. I do insist on price, uh, but I'm also going to key Twisted Dixie on top in an exacta, uh, and I'm going to use those two horses I mentioned drafted like uh, Sarah likes and the four Candyman Rocket underneath.
1: Alrighty. Good stuff for a six horse field. Neither of us like the favorite.
0: It's really, I'm trying to, there's so many angle, like, especially for someone who leans so much on things like equipment changes, patient changes and maiden races. It's, I feel like it's foolish of me not to pay attention, more attention to the medication in these bigger stakes races. Cause it makes a difference.
1: Yeah, I would say so. And I think the angle that I'm going for with Mr. Phil, because that LASIK angle does fit him is just having faced tougher company. And then also having gone just a little bit further than he probably wants to. And then there was a big layoff as well. So it just seems as though something else was going on with him, but he could end up proving that he needs LASIKs as well. So that's a uh, remaining to be seen.
0: All right. That's it. That's all three races. That's going to do it for us, uh, Sarah, uh, other than, uh, you know, be- being, being, all over the, uh, the the TV lately. And what the fuck are you doing on TV anyhow? You know, I get calls from
1: back home every fucking day. They think you went bad shit.
0: Anything else you got going on? You wanna you wanna shout out?
1: Uh, that's pretty much it right now. Um, busy work week last week with Preakness. Or uh, sorry, the Kentucky Derby Preakness coming up will be a busy work week, and then of course Belmont Stakes as well. We're gonna have that on a big Fox show, kind of like we did. For the wood memorial so looking forward to that but uh things are going well i work with a really great team uh getting to learn a lot of cool new things and i mean can't really beat being at belmont park for work so uh, i feel very grateful to be there and uh it's just it's been good it's been exciting to uh, figure things out and continue on up
0: all right well if you don't follow sarah i mean i don't know who you are but follower at uh, outrun the odds on twitter you can follow me at of oakland or the show at notorious underscore otb don't forget we've got our fallen bob giveaway so please drop us a review wherever you get your podcast get entered to win that's gonna do it for us we will see you next week